When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to episode 434 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. This is a show about intentional and eco-friendly minimalist living. On today's show, we are having a chat about why I am choosing to not renew my Amazon Prime membership next month, February 9th, to be exact is when it comes due. Now, I have been a dutiful Amazon Prime customer since 2018. I've been paying my bill each year, and then throughout the year, hitting that buy now button every time I had a shopping win or fancy. And I know I'm not the only one because over 200 million people subscribe to Amazon Prime. There's a good chance that you might be one of them as well. For some of us listening, Amazon may be your only option, and that is a-okay. Maybe money's tight and we simply must shop on price alone to stay afloat. If that sounds like your experience at the moment, As always, keep doing the best you can and don't feel bad about it. This episode very likely isn't for you. It's for the rest of us, the rest of us who can do better. And if we can do better, we should do better because it's the responsibility of those of us with a bit more privilege to do more to solve the problem. And I'm certainly going to do my darndest to outline the problem, or I should say problems, plural, (laughs) with Amazon today. Now, speaking of Amazon's problems, there's tax avoidance, there's warehouse abuses, there's worker exploitation. I could go on and on. For the purposes of time constraints and for the purposes of this show in particular, we are not covering all of those problems of Amazon's today. However, I have added some essential reading into this week's show notes, which you can find, of course, at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 434. That addresses all of that and more. Highly suggest you look into it. And so you may be wondering, well, why, oh, why, Stephanie, are you tackling your Amazon Prime issues now, mid-January? The short answer to that question is Amazon increased its prime fee from $119 last year to $139 for this next year without adding, in my opinion, any additional value. So $20 extra for nothing really new or bigger and more exciting or nothing that's going to really add to my life. 
The fact that Amazon is increasing the price without adding more value leads me to believe that Amazon has become so ingrained in our daily lives that Amazon can increase prime prices because they have fundamentally changed consumer habits. We prime subscribers, we may very likely be addicted, and yes, I'm using that word on purpose, addicted to the instant gratification of fast and quote-unquote free shipping. Nothing is free in life, but we'll get to that in a minute. And we've built our lives around last-minute convenience instead of a using a bit of planning and forethought. I'll be honest here, brutally honest. Amazon is usually my go-to when my children have a birthday party to attend. I just didn't get it together to get to the actual physical store to buy a child's birthday present. So Amazon it is. Two days it'll be here. Done. And so yes, the longer answer as to why I'm doing this now, why I'm quitting Prime now. The longer answer is that Amazon has been a bit of a dirty little secret for me. (laughs) I know it's not great. I've known for a while that Amazon isn't great. I've known that I would have to break up with Amazon someday, but I've been pushing it off, to be frank. I've been doing a little bit of introspection, and it really just comes down to this. Like, if I don't make these big and perhaps at the beginning uncomfortable changes now, when on earth am I going to do it? I'm almost 40 years old. I'm going to be 40 years old in a few months. I am really great at learning new skills and adding things to my life, adding (laughs) new responsibilities onto my plate in terms of sustainability in particular. But I'm not so great at taking stuff away from my cushy lifestyle. I put it off and I put it off until one day, like has happened to me recently, I had that aha moment of realization that I'm really just procrastinating. There's no other excuse. The fundamental bare bottom line is that I'm just procrastinating because I'm scared. And so quitting Amazon Prime is one particular lifestyle change that's been on my mind. I've been procrastinating. And again, if I'm not going to do it now, when on earth am I going to do it? So now is the time. It just comes down, I guess, to ripping off the Band-Aid. I've said it so many times on the show, but it still rings true. I am a zero to Oprah type of gal. And so once I started doing some research and I realized how deeply ingrained Amazon has become in my life, how the site has infiltrated my life, I was frankly, disgusted. Not just at the mega corporation, but also at myself. So I'm ripping off the Band-Aid. And I want to say here too, before we get into debunking Amazon's claims, we'll get there in a minute. But I just want to say too that when a mega corporation quietly slips into our lives and transforms itself into a pervasive but necessary evil and simultaneously upends our buying habits, it can be super hard and super scary to imagine stepping away from said mega corporation and from said habits that the mega corporation created in us. Amazon wants you to think that it's too hard to break away from it. Amazon wants you to think that, right? Because Amazon benefits. I'm going to guess that about 98% of us listening, and that's not a scientific number, that is a completely made up number, but 98% of us listening, I'm willing to bet 98% of us, we can indeed live happy existences 
while also taking a step back from Amazon. So my goal today is to show you the why and the how. Now, Amazon has become a monopoly for two very simple reasons. Amazon is cheap and Amazon is convenient. So I want to talk about both of these qualities one by one and really dig deep. Is it true? Is Amazon really cheap? Is Amazon really convenient? So let's start with the big one. Amazon is cheap. That's what got me involved in Amazon, right? The prices couldn't be beat. Well, you may have heard the old adage, if it sounds too good to be true, it likely is. Yeah, Maybe you've asked yourself, how on earth is Amazon able to sell things at the lowest possible price? How on earth do they have the best prices anywhere? Amazon restricts sellers from offering lower prices elsewhere. That includes even on their own websites. This bolsters Amazon's claim as being the place, the place for cheap goods. It also makes Amazon really hard to resist, right? To stand a chance on the Amazon platform, sellers have to pay hefty seller fees to stay on the Amazon platform. So I want you to think about this. Think about an item you buy on Amazon. Maybe it's a bar of soap, let's say. I don't know why I'm saying borrow soap. Let's just go with it. It's a brand you love. Maybe you subscribe and save to it on Amazon. It comes every month. The reason the seller, the bar soap maker, sells it on Amazon for cheaper than they sell it on their own website is because Amazon says they have to do that if they want to sell on Amazon. And so you might be thinking, what's the big deal? A couple cents, a dollar here, a dollar there, not a big deal. As competition becomes more and more aggressive on Amazon, sellers are forced to join the Fulfilled by Amazon program, which requires paying Amazon to warehouse and ship their products. It increases their chances of being higher in the algorithm, essentially. So the fees for this fulfilled by Amazon program can amount to between 10% and 20% of their sales, meaning that smaller businesses, first of all, are selling their product for cheaper to be on the Amazon site, and then they're paying up to 20% in fees to Amazon to be higher in the algorithm, and yet they have to be on Amazon because Amazon's so big and that's really the only way to stay afloat. Let's take this a step further. Amazon owns the platform, right? It's just a marketplace at the end of the day. When certain products on the platform sell well, Amazon has been known to use the data of items selling well in order to remove any third-party sellers from their website so that they become, Amazon becomes, the only sellers of that product. Then once they're the only sellers of that product, guess what Amazon does? Yes, they do. They raise the prices on the item and they use their own software and all that consumer data to, again, leverage their monopoly power and earn more money. Now, these days, we just assume Amazon's going to give us the cheapest price without really researching that assumption, don't we? It's almost as though, dare I say, we trust this mega corporation to bring us the lowest prices. And we certainly shouldn't trust 
Amazon. Research by ProPublica found that Amazon's algorithm is built in a very specific way so that when customers search for something, they are directed towards Amazon products, so products from Amazon, or sellers who pay for Amazon's services, such as that fulfilled by Amazon program, even when these items are significantly more expensive than other competitors selling on the site. So think of the last thing you bought on Amazon. Maybe, okay, let's use the birthday party example. Perhaps your son is going to a birthday party this coming weekend, and you want to buy a puzzle to give the birthday child. How often do you go to page 2, 3, 4, 10, 20 on the search results of Amazon when you type in, I don't know, outer space puzzle, let's say? Or do you just pick one of the first ones? If you are like me and you often just pick one of the first ones, the first ones are put there by Amazon's algorithm so that you're seeing Amazon products or Amazon-approved sellers who are paying Amazon more of their bottom line to be higher up in the algorithm. And so we're still talking, we're going to be talking about the cheap factor of Amazon for a while. And so point number two I want to make with regard to Amazon is so cheap is that Amazon is only the most affordable option if and only if you're buying the vast majority of your household's items on Amazon. So What am I trying to say here? When I went through my subscribe and save items on Amazon, every single item that was on there, I could have purchased elsewhere. Dog food, cat food, toothpaste, my non-toxic shampoo that I love. Now, there was other stuff on my subscribe and save that I frankly didn't need. I already had plenty on hand. Stuff like toilet paper, cotton balls, my non-toxic nail polish remover. I don't need any more of those items, okay? Subscribe and save for me, and maybe for you too, is only a good deal if you're getting a lot of items each month. I believe it's more than five. You have to have at least five items coming each month to to unlock the 15%-ish savings on the whole order. But what if you don't need five things? So let's talk about dog food and cat food for a minute. When I order cat food and dog food and three other items to make a total of five items in my monthly subscribe and save, my dog food in particular is about $10 less and my cat food is about $3 cheaper. That's via subscribe and save. And that's because the food that I buy for them also is on the more expensive side. But if I just purchase the same brands of food on Amazon without subscribe and save, so without filling my online cart with five items that I don't need, the food, the dog food and the cat food would be the exact same price as my closest pet store. And I know because I went in and I looked. Now let's stay with pet food for a minute. When doing my research for this episode and my life, really, uh, my first thought was, oh no, I don't know if this family can afford to go without Amazon Prime. $13 more a month on pet food, $10 for dog and three for cat. That's an extra $156 per year right there. That's more than the Prime membership, right? Maybe Prime is invaluable. Maybe Prime has infiltrated my life past the point of no return. Well, wow. Let's back up, Stephanie, rein it in, take a deep breath. That's not true for two reasons. Number one, 
you can subscribe and save without Prime. <laughs> and, by the way, you can still get the discounts for five or more items. Amazon would prefer that you didn't know this, of course, right? They want your monthly orders via subscribe and save, and they also want your yearly subscription in the form of a Prime membership. But don't forget, you can still subscribe and save without having the Prime membership. Reason number two why none of my doom and gloom <laughs> thoughts were correct is that let's not forget, I'm only saving $10 on dog food and $3 on cat food by buying more stuff that I don't need. So I'm saving $13 on paper, but that $13 in savings on paper does not reflect the fact that I'm actually spending more than $13 on unneeded items to fill my subscribe and save cart to get the savings. Because remember, if I don't buy five or more items, I don't get the $13 savings. And so if we're being honest with ourselves, it's easy to see then that we're really just giving that $13 in savings back to Amazon in the purchasing of other subscribe and save items. So let's say I'm buying toothpaste on Amazon so that I can get the savings in my cart. The toothpaste I buy, David's, by the way, I've talked about them. It's an expensive toothpaste, but it's amazing. It's $8.99 on Amazon, and it is $9.95 directly from David's website. I am able to, and I am happy to buy directly from the manufacturer for that extra dollar because I believe it's the right thing to do. It's voting with my dollars personified. I can also subscribe for this toothpaste, which I love, on the David's website, which will bring that $9.95 per tube price down to Amazon's price of $8.99. So why am I subscribing to this toothpaste on Amazon's platform in which Amazon's getting a chunk of the profit when it's David's toothpaste? I can get it for the same price if I subscribe on David's website and Amazon stays completely and 100% out of the transaction. I'm only saving money on Amazon when I'm diverting all the other purchases that I would have made elsewhere and making them on Amazon. This just doesn't sit right with me. And so this brings me to another important point, which is you only save money with Amazon Prime if you're comfortable buying a lot of stuff on Amazon. And you're only going to save significant money on Amazon if you're comfortable buying the majority of your stuff on Amazon. I'm no longer comfortable with that. And this, by the way, is how monopolies are born. Let's talk about monopolies for a hot minute. Sure. Mega corporations, they are indeed convenient, but there are plenty of problems with monopolies. And the U.S. Federal Trade Commission agrees in September of last year, the FTC, as well as 17 state attorney generals, sued Amazon for a variety of anti-competitive and unfair strategies to illegally maintain its monopoly power. There is a case to be made, and the FTC is making it, that we do not need Amazon to exist in its omnipotent form. Amazon just feeds our consumption addictions. Perhaps it's time to stop buying so much stuff and stop buying it from Amazon. Now, we're still talking about the cheapness, the cheap factor. And let's remember another reason why what's cheap isn't always what's best when a corporation, any corporation, offers goods for dirt cheap, environmental concerns are likely not being considered. I'm going to say that another way. 
In our pursuit for low prices, it's very often the planet that takes a hit. Let's talk about timber. Although some of Amazon's furniture is a Forest Stewardship Council certified, back in April 2023, watchdogs looked into this. It was not true for all their products. Amazon does not have an overarching timber policy. That means that virgin forests can and likely are being cut down to make all that fast furniture on Amazon. Let's talk about palm oil. The mass production of palm oil relies on destroying and just completely cutting down rainforests. This, of course, has wide-ranging implications. And while some of Amazon's products come from a physically certified supply chain, about half of the products that use palm oil are untraceable. Let's talk about toxic chemicals. Amazon does not have any public policy covering the use of toxic chemicals, especially in its electronics products. Brominated flame retardants, polyvinyl chloride, they have significant negative environmental impacts when they're released after disposal. Now, you're probably wondering, what on earth does the Amazon climate-friendly badge means. It was created to encourage brands to design products with increased efficiency and better packaging. Climate pledge-friendly products are clearly labeled in the shopping results. They're even featured in a dedicated section on the Amazon site. The label does signify that a product has one or more certifications that help preserve the natural world. So Basically, the Amazon Climate Friendly Pledge is Amazon's fancy logo to say, hey, this product here is FSC certified, or oh, it's made safe certified, or oh, it's fair trade certified, let's say. And so in my view, this Amazon Climate Friendly Badge is a means by which brands that are already doing better can stand out amidst all the noise on the Amazon platform. But I want to be clear, though, that this badge says nothing about what Amazon, the mega corporation, is doing in terms of sustainability. It only signifies what these individual sellers are doing. And so when we're buying a product off of Amazon that has that climate-friendly pledge, yes, we're supporting the brand that's doing better than most, and we should be doing that, but we're also supporting Amazon because we're buying it off of Amazon's marketplace. Amazon is doing worse than most on environmental matters. So the better choice, of course, would be to buy that same product that has that same third-party certification directly from the seller, directly from the small business, directly from their website, and keep Amazon out of it. Okay, gosh, I need a break. I need some coffee. We're going to take our ad break. And when we come back, we're hopefully going to debunk the convenience piece to Amazon. So yes, Amazon's cheap. We just covered that. Is it really all that cheap? Now we're going to do the same for the convenience factor. I'll see you in a minute. Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. As the total destination for decor and furniture, Home Threads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection 
They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love. Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high-quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game-changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch. They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. And we're back. Before the break, we dove into the fact that Amazon is cheap, but how cheap is it really? How ethical is the savings that we're getting? Now we're moving on to the second aspect of Amazon that makes it so darn hard to walk away from, and that, of course, is the convenience factor. Now, if I am honest with myself, I do indeed use Amazon in those oh shoot moments when I forgot to get that present for the birthday party or oh shoot, I forgot to buy that soccer ball before (laughs) my daughter's first soccer practice. It's always when I procrastinated in buying something and I need it ASAP. It's not that you can't get the items elsewhere. You can. It's just that you procrastinated, and so Amazon simply made it the easiest and the fastest way of obtaining the item. Ease is not a value in which conscious consumers live by or shop by, is it? Easy almost never matches up with intentional. Small businesses. Let's Can we just talk about small businesses? Small businesses are what creates the beautiful fabric of our communities. I think about my own town and surrounding towns. If all the cute little shops and boutiques and quirky bookstores and random cooking stores and the candy store... Like candy store circa like 1950. It's so cool. If all these places went out of business tomorrow, a big part of what makes my community beautiful would also disappear. And so we have to ask ourselves, if we keep buying on Amazon and giving Amazon our money, instead of giving it to the people who live in our community, our neighbors, instead of supporting these quirky little small businesses that create that beautiful fabric of our communities, if we keep supporting Amazon instead, are we going to be okay if these quirky little small businesses in our communities go out of business? Because that's what's happening. If we look around, we see it happening everywhere, nearly every day. Yeah, so Amazon's convenient. 
in the short term, but long term, what are we losing? That's the question. And then, of course, too, when we talk about convenience, we need to talk about their speedy delivery. Amazon was first about two-day delivery, then one-day delivery, and now they're pushing one-hour delivery. The faster you're providing a service, the less likely you're able to do so in an environmentally friendly manner. That's why when you and I, when we're buying online, the best eco-friendly practice is to not click overnight shipping or expedited shipping or two-day shipping. Go with the ground shipping because expedited shipping often requires air travel, which is absolutely more detrimental emissions-wise. And so I came across a quote in researching for this episode, and the quote was, you don't need that pair of socks to get to you swiftly. It probably makes more sense to just get you those socks efficiently. We're confusing efficiency with speed these days, and we need to separate the two. And so that's for the stuff we don't need immediately. We don't need two-day shipping on it, so it's not a flex of Amazon to offer it. And for the stuff that we just forgot to buy and we're in a time crunch, that's an area in which we need to do some planning again. We are a community that is at least in part about ethical shopping and conscious consumption. Can next day delivery coexist within the ethics of a conscious shopper? I'm going to go ahead and say no. We should be actively avoiding speedy delivery. And if that's true, then we should also be actively avoiding the king of expedited shipping, which of course is Amazon. And so sure, it's convenient to buy from Amazon in the short term. But Amazon has so much control over our shopping habits that long-term, people much smarter than me argue that Amazon is actually making the shopping experience worse. It is harming small businesses. It's gouging them on fees. Those fees, by the way, ultimately get passed on to us consumers in the form of higher prices. And Amazon prevents other companies from developing innovative ideas to make the market better for everyone. And so if we don't need those socks quickly, then the two-day, one-day, one-hour shipping that Amazon's pushing on us, that's no longer a selling point. It's no longer a flex of Amazon's, right? And in those instances in which, oh shoot, we forgot to buy something and we do need it within the hour, let's say, or within the two days, the fact that Amazon exists is the reason why we're forgetting to buy things a week earlier so they're here on time. Amazon is creating the problem. Amazon is creating the fact that, oh, shoot, we forgot. We know we can forget now because Amazon exists and can get it to our doorstep, whatever it is, quickly. And so I have some final thoughts for you if you're thinking about, Maybe it is time for me to take a step back from Amazon, maybe quit Amazon Prime. If you're thinking about quitting Amazon Prime, number one, no, you are not alone. You would actually be joining a movement that is garnering attention. Amazon does not disclose exactly how many Prime members they have in the United States alone, but it does appear that we're finally seeing a move away from Prime. They had fewer Prime members in 2022 than 2021, and I wonder whether the next year we'll see a similar decrease as they increase the price of the membership. 
Know also that I have been talking to many people in preparation for this episode and in preparation for my own transition to living without Amazon, and not a single person said they regretted their decision to quit Prime. Not a single person said they looked back longingly at what they left behind. Not one. And guess what? If you do decide that you miss Prime, Amazon will be right there ready and willing to take your $139 each and every year going forward. So if you quit and it's not working for you, you can always re-enroll. I just suggest you give yourself that month, that probably two to three months, I would say. Three months. Give yourself three months to adjust to the change, to adjust to the growing pains. And then if after three months you just can't live without Amazon Prime, you can re-enroll. Chrissy is a listener to this show. Hi, Chrissy. And she wrote to me. She said she canceled all of her subscribe and save items. She had over 300 subscribe and save products. Oh my goodness. I was amazed first, number one, because she had 300 products on her subscribe and save, but also second, that she had the grit to cancel it all. And so I asked Chrissy how she did it. She said that To be frank, a lot of it was duplicates, and she was lazy, so she kept them on the list. She had a lot of stuff that was like a buck or two or $3 cheaper when she subscribed and saved to them. She had a bunch of supplements and household stuff, but she agreed 300 items was way too much. It did take her a few days to cancel them all, because again, remember, you have to cancel them one by one. Amazon makes it so easy to subscribe and save and so hard to cancel those subscriptions in in mass, in bulk. Chrissy says she's so happy she did it. And that brings me to another point, which is you can cut back on Amazon without cutting the cord altogether. Just make sure you're actually cutting back. Don't forget, you could still buy on Amazon.com without having a Prime membership. You can still subscribe and save without having a Prime membership. Sometimes we forget that. You're not paying $139 a year for the privilege to shop on their website. You're paying for the free shipping and the entertainment content. Now, if you limit your Amazon purchases to just those things you really need and can't find elsewhere, I bet shipping costs over a year will always be cheaper in total than your annual Prime subscription fee, especially as they continue to increase the price of that subscription fee. I have heard from a few listeners that they can only buy very specific certain products off Amazon, and so they don't see how they could ever get rid of Amazon because they need these products for medical reasons, let's say, or for other reasons, just certain things they don't have in their location. Amazon is the only option And if that sounds like you, I get it, honestly. That's also an indication of why Amazon is too powerful and too big. Is Amazon's influence the reason why you can't find what you're looking for within a 30-mile radius of your house? Is Amazon the reason that all those other shops that you used to go to went out of business? Perhaps. I don't know. But if you truly can't find a product anywhere but Amazon— That's a sign there's no competition for said product. That's a sign that, yes, Amazon is indeed a monopoly. And yeah, you got to live your life. Keep using Amazon in those specific instances. 
Remember, you can quit Prime but continue to use Amazon for the essentials that you can't get elsewhere. You may likely save money doing so, and this is because not relying on Prime as that go-to crutch will force you to flex your conscious consumption muscles that have essentially gone flaccid, right? Amazon makes shopping way too easy. Prime intentionally removes barriers to hitting that buy button that may otherwise encourage us to think twice about whether or not we need something new. I want to take this a step further, and I want to say that for so many of us, Amazon has fundamentally changed the purchasing process. The new normal, the Amazon new normal, is we have the thought we need something, and then we just run to our smartphone or our computer and we buy it within 30 seconds. So we have the thought, we've bought it. That happens in 30 seconds. That essential pause, that essential introspection piece for so many of us is gone. It's out the window precisely because Amazon has effectively removed all those barriers to purchasing. Literally, every single barrier is gone. So for me, just this morning, I was looking at our all-purpose bucket. This is a real random example, but you know what the all-purpose bucket is. You probably have one. It's that plastic Rubbermaid bucket. Some people use it to wash dishes in. I use ours for multiple purposes. Like I soak stuff in it, like laundry, if laundry needs a soaking. I It's the throw-up bucket when my daughters are sick. <laughs> it's a very random vessel. And so I was looking at ours this morning, and I thought to myself, yeah, this is looking gross. I should replace this. And so my immediate thought was Amazon. But then I had a second deeper thought, which was, of course, hold up. (laughs) Hold up. (laughs) Why is my mind immediately going to buying a new Rubbermaid plastic bucket? Why is my mind not going to cleaning the gross one that I already own? Why is my mind not thinking about how to repurpose one of the dozens of other vessels I already own. This is a prime example, and pun is absolutely intended there. This is a prime example of the ways in which Amazon has conditioned us to buy first and think about it later. We are all about incrementalism on this show. And so if stepping away from Amazon feels right for you right now, then go boldly forth any action is better than no action. Perhaps, you know, you can't get rid of the prime right now. You're not touching your subscribe and save. Perhaps your kryptonite is audible. Perhaps you can start cutting back there. You can replace audible and its separate monthly fee with another audiobook app. Yes, you can. And speaking of audible, by the way, audible is not innocent. Audible has a program called audible exclusives or audible originals. These are books that are only available on audible. So not only are independent bookstores not allowed to sell these exclusive audiobooks, libraries aren't even allowed to buy and lend these books. That's ridiculous. That's unacceptable. And so perhaps you start with Audible. Simply start small. Get rid of Audible and find another audiobook app so that Amazon doesn't have your reading data. Now, of course, one more quick tip here too is if at all possible. So if you are stepping away from Amazon, maybe I've motivated you to go into your subscribe and save, see what you got, get rid of anything that's unnecessary. If at all possible, 
don't replace Amazon with Walmart or with some other mega corporation. The beauty of stepping away from Amazon is that doing so gives us the opportunity to once again do good with our money. If you can, support small businesses directly. My final word for you today is that I hope we all consider whether Amazon Prime is actually serving you or whether Amazon Prime is enticing you to buy more than you need. I'm willing to bet that if you don't renew your Prime, you'll give yourself the opportunity to take that pause and to think about another way to obtain the item in question. Maybe you'll realize you already have something else that works. Maybe you'll realize you can borrow from a neighbor. Maybe you'll realize you don't need it at all. Now, I'm not saying I'm never going to buy from Amazon again. When I looked back in my order history, I did see some completely random items that really just made logistical sense to buy from Amazon. One of the most random examples is I needed one of those hand claw things. It's like a claw on a long stick so you can reach things up high and push the trigger and grab stuff with the claw. We have a room with very high windows and that's the only way to shut the shades. And so it was actually a need. I had nothing else that I could use. And this is a very random item. I'm not going to waste my time or my gas driving around to all the stores within the 30 mile radius to find this gadget. So Amazon it is in cases like those. I do want to say, too, that the thing that's going to hurt the most for me is the fact that we do 99% of our grocery shopping at Whole Foods. Amazon owns Whole Foods. With a Prime membership at Whole Foods, there is added savings on food. Usually, for me, it comes to about 6 or $7 a trip, and I shop for food once a week. So we're talking like maybe $350 to $400 a year saved with the Prime membership. But I do have a plan for this, and it is to stop doing all my shopping in one place. It's very simple. Just as we're no longer shopping off Amazon, our one place to get all the things, I'm no longer going to shop at Whole Foods to get all my food things. Don't shop just at one place. I am fortunate. I'm so fortunate to live in a location with many grocery stores. I also have a lovely family-owned health food store. I'm excited to give them my money in the coming weeks and months. I'm excited to support my neighbors. I'm giving myself the three months to feel all the growing pains. Stay tuned. I will be reporting back on how all of it goes for me. What a long show today. Holy moly. If you're still with me, I hope I provided some insight, some things to think about that perhaps you haven't thought about before. Show notes are at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 434. Because this is such a long episode, I'm going to wrap it up. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend. Please leave a rating and review. Please support the show in those little free ways. I really appreciate you taking the time. I'll see you tomorrow for headlines and take care.